Good morning, and welcome to Simply Politics. It's Thursday, February 22nd. On today's show, Putin looms over a third successive U.S. election, and sources say Biden is considering executive action to close the southern border. Plus, two individuals charged in connection with the break-in of a Secret Service vehicle assigned to Biden's granddaughter. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Politics. We start off with a look at the current state of U.S. politics, which is being significantly influenced by Russia and its leader, President Vladimir Putin. Despite the United States' victory over the Kremlin in the Cold War, Russia continues to pose a significant challenge to American power both domestically and abroad. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Politics. James, can you give us an overview of Russia's influence on US politics? Certainly, David. Russia, under the leadership of President Putin, has been using its intelligence agencies, military power, and diplomatic strategies to launch a multi-front assault on American power. Putin has managed to penetrate and exploit American political divides, causing chaos and weakening the United States. This has been a result of successive US presidents underestimating Russia and struggling to change Putin's course. How has Putin's leadership impacted Russia itself? While Putin's leadership has been disastrous for Russia, with oligarchs plundering natural resources and democracy being crushed, Putin himself has shown remarkable resilience. Despite early signs that his invasion of Ukraine was a disaster, there are now indications that Russia's reconstituting of its armed forces and willingness to absorb losses are turning the tide of the war. What are some of the ways Putin is advancing Russian interests against the US? Putin is playing a significant role in US politics in several ways. For instance, another US election appears to be falling prey to Russian interference. There's also the case of Alexander Smirnov, a longtime FBI informant, who was recently charged with making up false evidence over Biden family corruption in Ukraine. This material allegedly came from Russian intelligence, suggesting another attempt by Russia to hurt one of Trump's electoral opponents. Moreover, Putin's successful forays into US politics are threatening to cause a schism between the US and European NATO allies. What about the Republican Party's stance on Russia? The Republican Party, which once lionized President Ronald Reagan for his stand against the Soviet Union, is now seen as enabling Russian expansionism. The refusal of House Republicans to pass a new $60 billion aid package for Ukraine is leading to battlefield gains for Moscow's forces. Furthermore, Trump, the frontrunner for the Republican presidential nomination, is vowing to quickly end the war if he's elected to another term, which would likely mean rewarding Putin's illegal invasion. And how has President Biden responded to Russia's actions? Biden has been proactive in his response to Russia. The invasion of Ukraine in February 2022 led the US president to invigorate NATO and to send billions of dollars of arms and ammunition to help President Volodymyr Zelensky stave off his country's elimination from the map. Biden is also shepherding two new members, Sweden and Finland, into the alliance, further weakening Russia's strategic position. While we continue to monitor Russia's influence on US politics, let's shift our focus to a domestic issue. The White House is reportedly considering an executive action 
that could limit migrants' ability to seek asylum at the U.S.-Mexico border if they crossed illegally. This move, reminiscent of actions taken during the Trump era, is likely to spark backlash from immigration advocates and progressives. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Politics. Can you give us some context on this potential action? Certainly, David. The handling of the U.S.-Mexico border has been a contentious issue for President Joe Biden, particularly as migration across the Western Hemisphere has reached record levels. The action under consideration appears to be an extension of some of the toughest measures in the border compromise legislation that was rejected by Republicans. It's seen as another sign of the White House's efforts to show their aggressive on border security ahead of Election Day. What exactly does this action entail? The specifics are still unclear, but it involves using an authority known as 2-2-F between ports of entry to try to clamp down on unlawful border crossings. The Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel is currently reviewing the proposed executive order to determine whether it could withstand legal challenges. However, some justice officials have expressed doubts that the proposed changes could survive the inevitable litigation. How does this compare to actions taken during the Trump administration? In 2018, Trump tried to use the same 212F authority to restrict border crossings. However, a federal appeals court ruled that this authority conflicts with asylum law and doesn't override it. The case known as East Bay Sanctuary Covenant v. Trump served as an example of why the president's ability to shut down the border is limited. If the Biden administration were to move forward with this action, it's likely to face similar legal challenges. What has the White House said about this? The White House has not commented on the actions under consideration. However, White House spokesperson Angelo Fernandez Hernandez stated that the administration had spent months negotiating in good faith to deliver the toughest and fairest bipartisan border security bill in decades. He emphasized the need for Congress to make significant policy reforms and provide additional funding to secure the border and fix the immigration system. What other steps has the Biden administration taken to tighten asylum at the U.S.-Mexico border? Last year, the administration released a regulation that largely barred migrants who traveled through other countries on their way to the U.S. southern border from applying for asylum in the United States. This marked a departure from decades-long protocol. The administration has also discussed whether declaring a national emergency could shore up funds, as border security funds are dwindling. What has been the impact of these measures on migrant apprehensions? Migrant apprehensions have dropped by 50% in January compared to December, according to federal data. Homeland Security officials have attributed the decline to ongoing high-level talks between the U.S. and Mexico, which has doubled down on enforcement. However, they caution that encounters historically drop in January before ticking up again. Thanks for the insights, Michael. Now shifting gears to a different political story, two individuals, a 19-year-old man and a minor, have been charged in connection with a break-in last November of a U.S. Secret Service vehicle used by the detail assigned to President Joe Biden's granddaughter, Naomi Biden. The Secret Service arrested Robert Kemp, 19, earlier this month, and later also charged the minor. Bella, our correspondent for Simply Politics, is here to provide more details. Can you tell us more about these charges? Yes, David. 
Kemp was charged with unauthorized use of a vehicle and theft from auto. The minor was charged later when he was arrested by DC Metropolitan Police Department during an unrelated incident. Kemp has been released from custody and is set to appear in court on February 29th. Can you give us more details about the incident that led to these charges? Certainly. The incident took place in Georgetown neighborhood, where the suspects were allegedly attempting to break into the parked and unoccupied U.S. government vehicle. A Secret Service agent, assigned to Naomi Biden's detail, fired at the suspects. The suspect's getaway car, a red Toyota four-door sedan, started to reverse toward one of the agents, almost striking him. The agent discharged his firearm, and the suspects fled the scene. What happened to the getaway car? The getaway car, which was stolen according to court documents, was found days later by a DC patrol officer. Several items that had been taken from the Secret Service vehicle were found inside the car. These included a police vest, night vision goggles, and first aid equipment. Kemp's theft charge is related to these Secret Service items found in the car, and the unauthorized use of a vehicle charge is related to the stolen car. How were the suspects identified? The police used fingerprints from a McDonald's receipt and a paper bag found in the stolen car to identify the two suspects. Additionally, a court-ordered GPS monitor worn by the younger suspect helped investigators place him at the scene of the break-in of the Secret Service vehicle. Thanks for the update, Bella. Now, shifting our focus to Germany, the rise of the far-right Alternative for Deutschland, AFD, has sparked nationwide demonstrations and calls for an alliance of Democrats. Wolfgang Thierse, a former president of the German Bundestag, has urged political leaders to seize this momentum and protect democracy. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Abby. Can you tell us more about the current political climate in Germany? Certainly, David. The AFD's rise has been shocking for many, especially given revelations that party members attended a meeting where plans for mass deportation of foreigners were discussed. However, the public response has been significant, with ongoing demonstrations against the party. Thierse has compared this outpouring of anger to the protests that led to the fall of the Berlin Wall. And what is Thierse's call to action for Germany's political leaders? Thierse is urging leaders to capitalize on the public revulsion prompted by the deportations report and demonstrate their civil courage. He believes it's crucial to protect and defend democracy and encourage people to vote. He's also reiterated his tentative support for the AFD to be banned, a move that many Germans deem to be anti-democratic and potentially counterproductive. How does Thiers propose dealing with the AFD and its supporters? Thiers believes that banning the AFD cannot replace real political debate. He insists that citizens have an important task of engaging in everyday debate with the AFD and its potential voters and supporters. He also cautions against politicians who claim they can work wonders to put things right, singling out the AFD and a new far-left party founded by Sarah Wagenknecht. What's the significance of these demonstrations against the AFD? Thiersa sees these demonstrations as proof that people are far from resigned to the situation. He believes they show that the so-called silent majority is getting loud and taking responsibility to defend democracy. He compares this to the 1989 protests when people declared, Wir sind das Volk, effectively stating, we are the voice of the people, not the AfD. Thiersi also draws parallels between the current situation 
and the aftermath of the collapse of communism. Can you elaborate on that? Yes, Thyrsus sees a similarity in people's desire for a smooth transition during turbulent times. He recalls how Eastern Germans responded to the quick and painless fix promised by Chancellor Helmut Kohl after the collapse of communism. When these promises failed to materialize for many, voters drifted away from the CDU and into the arms of the far-left Die Linke, and then the AFD. Thierse believes there's a lesson in this for today's voters and politicians. So what's at stake here, according to Thierse? Thierse warns that democratic stability is at stake if mainstream politicians do not build an alliance of Democrats and unite to tackle issues causing people to support the far right out of fear and uncertainty. He also cautions against complacency, pointing out how quickly the Nazi party rose to power in the 1930s. That was Simply Politics, reporter Abby. Thanks for shedding light on this complex issue. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Politics. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>